Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Everything Economics. I am your host, Talia Murdoch, and today I will finally be talking about the changes to trade policy in the US, more commonly known as Trump's trade war. Since his inauguration in 2016, President Trump has repeatedly talked about how global trade agreements have been hurting the US, that they have been losing because they experienced a trade deficit of about $375 billion in 2017, and that he is going to end it so America can win again. Trump's idea of winning so far seems to be that they will gain a trade surplus, namely with China, meaning that he wants to see America export far more than it imports. So how is he doing this? Well, by slapping $35 billion worth of tariffs on Chinese imports. Initially, this figure was proposed to be $60 billion. So let's be thankful that it turned out to be much lower. But we should be concerned that he recently told CNBC that he is willing to go to $500 billion to save the American economy and teach China a lesson. This number is also equal to the value of Chinese imports that entered America in 2017. The country is at the brink of a full-blown trade war, which, let me emphasize, is not a good thing. So first off, what is a tariff? A tariff, simply put, is just a tax on imported goods or services, designed to protect local industry, the producers, and not so much the consumers. Before NAFTA, before the World Trade Organization, it was common practice for countries to have large tariffs on almost everything that was imported. But as you know from my last three episodes, this changed with the turn of the century and shift to a globalized economy. Over the past decade, the US has been in a trade deficit, ranging from $500 billion to now $795 billion in 2017. Now, it is interesting to note that some industries, like agriculture, minerals and ores, waste and petroleum and coal products, have remained in a trade surplus worldwide last year, while transportation, computers and other electronics are in the largest deficit. Now, remember this is worldwide, but the largest chunk of these particular deficits does come from the Chinese imports. So America has placed a bunch of tariffs on a bunch of different Chinese goods with industrially significant technology. They are targeting their advanced manufacturing capacity by taxing machinery, electronics, engines and engine parts. China has responded, as was expected, by adding new tariffs to American agricultural products, including soybeans, which make up the largest share of exports to that country. So things are not looking good for American farmers right now because China is actually targeting industries that they know will be damaging to the economy, whereas America just seems to be a little bit all over the place with the tariffs that they've chosen. On top of this, they've also targeted quintessential American products like bourbon and motorcycles, targeting Trump's blue-collar vote base directly, which is politically a pretty smart move, but not very good for their administration. Okay, so the world's two largest economies are fighting it out with tariffs at the border. What is the expected impact on American consumers and the American economy? And when we consider this, we need to hold monetary policy equal, ceteris paribus, and I will touch on why in a moment. The tariffs being imposed are mostly on intermediate goods. These are goods that are used by producers to make end products. This means that the cost of production will increase for American producers. They will pass this cost onto consumers as they are driven on bottom line. We cannot expect that they will absorb this. As such, inflation will rise and the average American's purchasing power will decline. The idea is that as imported goods become more expensive, 
producers will look to American competition and buy directly from them. But we already know that these same intermediate products have a higher cost to manufacture, or America probably wouldn't be importing them in the first place. The end goods too will not only be more expensive for other countries to import if they retaliate with their own tariffs, but will simply be more expensive by the cost of production. So American consumers lose out here, and potentially employers of such companies if they take drastic cost-cutting measures like company-wide layoffs. Secondly, while America exports less than it imports, it still exports so much product. In 2017, the country exported $1.5 trillion worth of goods and services. Now, this is roughly 20% of their gross domestic product. So 20% of their economic activity is exported goods and services to the world. If these exports become more expensive to the rest of the world, then the American producers exporting them will suffer, their workers will suffer, consumers will suffer, and these sort of things actually do trickle down and have a negative effect on everybody. It has been forecast by some economic groups that real GDP in the US could decline by 1.5% over three years, which would reflect the loss in productivity by exporting companies and particularly by farmers. And this would be felt countrywide. So what about Chinese consumers of soybeans? Well, before any of these tariffs even became official, China, who imports 60% of the world's soybeans, and more specifically 34% of America's soybeans, began to look at Brazil, another major soybean producer, to purchase the commodity from them at a reasonable tariff-free price that was predictable. As a result, US soybean prices have fallen up to 20% as their demand has significantly declined. Even though Brazilian soybeans are sold at a higher price than American ones, the tariffs still make them more expensive despite this. The impacts are already being felt by their farmers because of this government-to-government issue. If this continues, the costs associated with changes to land use as well are also very high, which would damage the agriculture sector even further as they look for new markets. Now, something else to consider too is that there are currently 400,000 Chinese students in American universities who essentially subsidize the education system by paying far higher international tuition rates. If this education becomes even more expensive as education is an export because the money is coming into the country, then they may begin to look elsewhere in the world when considering studying abroad or even look within their own region across Asia. So on the whole, America has set itself up to lose. It is expected that the trade deficit will only increase as their products are purchased less and less from abroad as they become more and more expensive because of their own tariffs. The economy as a whole though, the net effect is likely to be neutral as the Fed will use monetary policy to combat any losses to the economy. But this again is just on the whole, and those directly impacted by the trade war will not be exempt from the damages done. What does this mean exactly? Without getting too into it, monetary policy simply refers to using interest rates to expand or contract the economy. If the Fed wanted to expand the economy, they would lower interest rates, encouraging businesses to borrow more, to invest in stimulating economic activity, like building a new shopping center or something like that, that generates jobs and wealth for the economy. If they want to shrink the economy, they would rise interest rates to discourage this kind of activity and slow it down before inflation gets out of hand. At the moment, the Fed has been steadily increasing interest rates as it believes it is at full employment. So if the Trump administration wants to expand the economy by using tariffs, 
then the Fed will just raise interest rates to combat this. This would be damaging in itself and particularly hurt construction jobs and increasing the value of the US dollar, making the manufacturing industry even less competitive. But on the whole, the impact would look neutral. So why does Trump even want to go down this path? Well, let's have a look at this. It is true that China does conduct many unfair trade practices, such as intellectual property theft and 25% tariffs on US auto imports. But is a wealth of tariffs really the best way to deal with this problem? No, definitely not. Gaining free and fair trade with China, and the rest of the world for that matter, who are also subject to these practices, is better done diplomatically at the World Trade Center. It has not historically been successful, but this kind of aggressive policy attack will only create harm and further increase inequality within America. Any economist, any rational person for that matter, will tell you that a trade war is not good for a country, contrary to Trump's opinion. But unfortunately, he does not like to listen to economists or rational people and has surrounded himself with people who share his personal interests and conservative capitalist mentality. It honestly sucks that I even have to talk about something like this in this day and age when we have learned so much about why this is a bad thing. But hey, here we are, and it does not look like either country plans on backing out anytime soon. So I definitely think this will be worth a revisit in six months to see what has actually happened in either country. So thank you as always so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and learned a little bit more about trade in light of all the attention it has been getting this year. As you can see, it is a very complicated beast to tackle. And as always, I have only scratched the surface. I highly recommend checking out Paul Krugman's articles on the matter. He's a great economist writing for the New York Times. And I studied much of his work when I was at uni myself. You can follow the show on Twitter at Every Economics or find the whole network at Cave Goblins across all social media platforms. Check out our website, cavegoblins.com, to hear some other fun shows about comedy. Out tomorrow is, as always, a hilarious episode of Comedy Zeitgeist. This week, Doug talked to Nico McEwen, a re-emerging comedian and actor from Vancouver who has a ton of voices and characters to share with you. Let yourself laugh a little and check that out. Again, thanks for listening. Please rate and review on iTunes and set the show to auto-download. I am Talia Murdoch and this has been Everything Economics.